Well, good morning. I hope you're doing well this morning. I definitely hope you have time on this New Year's Eve, the eve of 2020, to spend time with God in worship and in prayer, spending time with Him. And I am just struck by God's awesomeness and His goodness in spite of the wickedness in our land. He is still good. He is still on the throne. He is still mighty. Jesus reigns on high. No matter what our world looks like, he reigns on high and he is sovereign and he holds all things in his hands at all times. Never is there a time when he is surprised. He is king. He reigns on high. He rules the universe. He is sovereign and we celebrate that. Aren't we so glad that God reigns on high and not people? That God reigns on high and not political leaders. That God reigns on high and anyone else who is not worthy and perfect like our Lord God. He reigns on high and he holds all things in his hands. Now this morning I'm going to talk briefly to you and I'm going to look at Daniel 9. Just a few verses in Daniel. Let me pull that up here real quick. Uh, Daniel 9. About the first seven verses or so. Daniel's a beautiful book, by the way. It's it's a great book of wisdom. It's filled with visions and lots of prophecies. It's a very good book to study. It's not an easy book, but it's a good book to study. Now, I'm just going to read a few verses here. This is starting actually in verse 2 of chapter 9. And it says, In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, perceived in the books the number of years that according to the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet must pass before the end of the desolations of Jerusalem, namely 70 years. Then I turned my face to the Lord God. Then I turned my face to the Lord God, seeking him by prayer and pleas for mercy with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. He's crying out, pleading with God. I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession, saying, O Lord, the great and awesome God. Notice how he starts his prayer, the great and awesome God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. We have sinned and done wrong and acted wickedly and rebelled, turning aside from your commandments and rules. We have not listened to your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. To you, O Lord, belongs righteousness, but to us open shame. As at this day, to the men of Judah, to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and to all Israel, those who are near and those who are far away, in all the lands to which you have driven them because of the treachery that they have committed against you. And I'll stop there in verse 7. Notice Daniel is remembering the prophecy of Jeremiah in the desolations of Jerusalem, the 70 years. And then he turns his face to the Lord God, seeking him with prayer, asking for mercy, repenting of national sins, 
telling him he's great God. He's a great God who keeps his covenant. Right? And saying, we have sinned and acted wickedly. So when we think of America today, or your city, wherever you live, and we think of the wickedness and the things that have gone on, we should repent just as Daniel does in this prayer. When he was thinking about these things, what does he do? He turns his face to the Lord God, seeking him by prayer and pleas for mercy. And that's exactly what every Christian in this nation should do. Wherever you are, whatever city you reside in, wherever you live, we should seek God with prayers and pleas for mercy. For we serve a great and awesome God who keeps his covenant, who is holy, who is righteous. And I want to speak just briefly about something that really is horrible. A horrible sin in our nation. A national sin. And that is the sin of abortion. Now, God covers all sins and he redeems absolutely. But that is a national sin against God, period. And there are consequences for those kinds of sins and that wickedness. So I encourage you, Christian, whoever you are, whatever city you reside, doesn't matter where you are, you can plead and ask God for mercy. And for him to end abortion. To end the slaughter of innocence. Now I'm not making a political statement just in case you're wondering. I am making a God-fearing statement. I'm looking at the principles of the Bible and the principles of God. Of what God said is holy and in righteous and in sacred. And life which God created is sacred to God. And it is a sin to take a life. It is an abomination to take the life of an innocent child. And there are consequences when we turn as a nation, as a nation, doesn't mean you've done that, as a nation when we've turned away from God and practiced those kinds of things. There are consequences. But the good news is that Jesus Christ has come and covered all our sins. But Christian, we need to follow the principles of the Bible. There are consequences for sin. And we need to pray. We need to ask for God to forgive our land, our corporate sins, our individual sins as well. But I, when you read the prayer of Daniel, he does that. Our individual sins and our corporate sins. It's okay to ask forgiveness for corporate sins. That's not arrogance. It's just pleading with God and recognizing the wickedness and the sin in our land and trying to cover it with the blood of Jesus Christ and asking for God to forgive our sin. I encourage you. I encourage you. God, 
responds to repentance. And friend, it doesn't matter if you've practiced this, if you've been a part of that or not. You can still pray. Anyone can pray. Anyone can pray a prayer of corporate repentance for national sins. God is no respecter of persons. It's not arrogant to do that. If God puts that on your heart, we should pray. Just think about what God would do, what he can do and will do if Christians in this nation would turn to him in prayer and supplication and repentance. A real repentance. Not just words, not something that lasts a day, but real repentance. God can change this nation in a moment. But many times he's waiting on us. He's waiting on us. He's holy and he's righteous. And he's given us all the tools that we need. All the tools that we need. So I'm going to stop right here. This is a prayer in Daniel 9. I'm going to stop right here and we're going to pray for just a moment. You know, prayers are simple. It's just talking to God. They don't have to be long. They can be, but they don't have to be. And I'm telling you, as a nation, as a nation, we have got to cry out to God Almighty. We have got to repent and come back to him as a nation. Now, each of us individually, we have our responsibility to God. We're accountable to him. And we don't, can't control what other people are doing, but we can pray. You can pray for someone, just like you can pray for a city or a nation. It's the same principle. Just like when you pray for yourself, it's the same principle. God hears all prayers, all prayers. He's always listening and waiting for his people to interact with him, to intercede and spend time with the great God who has created us. So we're going to take a moment and we're going to pray. Let me tell you something, friend. God can turn this nation around. He can do it and will do it. But God wants to make sure, and I'm not speaking for him. I'm just using his principles that everything is purged. Everything is purged that needs to be purged. God will restore. God will restore, but he wants to purge everything, right? And that's not religious. I'm not making a religious statement where you have to live perfect. That's not what I mean. Jesus has covered our sins. But if we continue to walk in sin and we know him, especially abominations, then we have to check ourselves and we have to come back and repent. God always answers repentance. Always. Father God, I just come before you today and I thank you for the great examples we have in the Bible of great prayers as examples to us, including your prayer in the New Testament. Great examples. And I just ask right now that you would raise up righteous people to cry out to you for repentance, for corporate national repentance. 
I ask that you would raise these people up. You would penetrate their heart. You would give them a burden for our nation and for repentance, for turning back the tide, Lord God. You hold all things in your hands and we have hope because you're the great God of the Bible. You're the Lord Jesus Christ who lived and died and gave your blood for us, God. You can do anything. And when we see the wickedness of this world, we can still be encouraged because you have defeated the enemy by your sacrifice. But I ask and I plead with you, Lord God, raise up people to speak your truth, to intercede for this nation. For Lord God Almighty, there is none as powerful as you. None as powerful as you. And I ask you right now to get to speak to people and raise them up in righteousness and goodness and holiness and hope. The enemy wants us to be afraid. But God gives us boldness. And I pray you would give boldness to the righteous. The boldness of a lion to speak forth your truth. And to intercede for this nation. To restore this nation. Bring revival once again to this nation. Restore what has been lost and what has been stolen, Lord God. God, we are but humble people asking you to intercede for our nation to put a stop to the absolute wickedness that goes on. And I pray that those that don't know, that don't know that it's wrong, that you would convict and you would shine your light in the darkest of places. And I ask and I pray that you would shine that light in those dark places where abortions are performed and your light would shine through and your hope of life would shine through, oh Lord God, and you would restore anyone considering abortion right now. You would give them solutions and answers. You would bring people alongside them to help them and bring them into life and to hope and your ways and your principles, oh God. For there is no one like you, Jesus Christ. I ask all these things. I plead with you, oh God, forgive our wickedness and restore our land. Come from on high with your angel armies and restore this nation once again. In the name of Jesus, the perfect Lamb of God, amen. I pray you have a great, wonderful day. The times we live in are extraordinary. Don't miss it. God is speaking. And he needs you to get up and do something. So whatever God's telling you to do, get up and do it today. Bye-bye.